Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello team, and welcome back to Alt Marketing School. My name is Fab, and I'm your teacher. And today, you're going to meet another teacher. Yes, another one of our old marketing school teachers is going to join us today. You already met the lovely Becca, who co-hosts our Monday episodes. And today, I'm going to introduce you to Jess. She's a social media strategist, founder of Rock Social Strategic Consultancy, a Google Digital Expert, podcast host, and an old marketing school teacher. But more than that, she has a wealth of experience in media, marketing, PR, and communication. That's what she's been doing for the past 20 years. And this is what we're going to do today, is really look at the evolution of digital marketing and better understanding how to make it the best experience, not just for our clients, but also for ourselves as marketers and obviously as professionals. We talk about Instagram, we talk about digital marketing strategy and hacks, and how can we find the best balance for ourselves when putting up a strategy online. I'm so excited to introduce you to Jess. She's just one of the amazing teachers that we're going to get involved in Alt Marketing School. And I'm sure you're going to love her to bits. Without further ado, let's meet Jess together. May today's class begin. (music) 
Good day, everyone. I turned Australian today, which is really exciting. Good day, Jessica. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> don't know where it came from, but I'm embracing it. Um, how are you doing in this very fine day? Very good, thank you. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you. Actually, Jess is our second teacher, a little squeak, Yay! on the podcast. Uh, Becca is with us every week, so people will know her by now. But I'm so excited to be able to welcome you and introduce you to all our lovely people. Thank you. Can you actually then, I'll let you, I'll leave you the stage, you know, do as you wish, and tell us a bit more about yourself before we dive straight in. Absolutely. Gosh and golly, big question. <laughs> I am Jess and I am um, originally Swedish. Uh, I lived in London for a long time. I've lived in New York and um, I started out my marketing career in, a, in an ad agency in New York, actually. That's kind of how I got started. And these days I am, uh, it's been 20 years since my New York days. And today, and that journey we can talk about a bit more, but um, today I am the founder of Rock Social, which is the strategic social media consultancy. I am a social media uh, strategist. I am a speaker. I am a trainer. <laughs> I am a podcast host and course creator and a Google digital expert and many things in between. And yeah, I've been running my business for two years now. And I'm also one of the teachers in Alt Marketing School, which is very exciting. And I love teaching. I love sharing knowledge. I give generously uh, when it comes to advice and content myself because I believe, I, be I just believe in that. I just believe in abundance. I believe in sharing. So uh, I'm very, very excited. Yay! And again, I was squealing kind of like quietly, like, yay! because <laughs> uh, I'm really obviously a lot of the teachers there you guys are going to meet and you're going to hear from and see I've known for a long time Jess you're probably one of the people there I know the least of which means I can get to ask you all the amazing questions today which I'm even more excited about and also we're we're kindred spirits because social media is probably the side of marketing that I first fell into 10 years ago and I enjoy the most even if the community building in any way shape or form I got passionate about but also uh, from your teaching, obviously what you share, despite obviously having quite a good focus on the social side, I spied with my little eye, the elements of what you would consider, you know, the social media strategy as it is, like what we know as also the digital marketing strategy side of it, understanding the relationship building with your audience, as well as the target audience and things like that. And I was almost wondering when you started thinking about how to help, how to help your audience actually grow and strengthen the strategy and obviously see results how much of this have you seen being a part of what you have learned especially with the past 20 years and how much of it have you also seen being you keeping up with what's changing what's the balance between the two basically where is the place for the frameworks now it's a loaded question you're really like ah! where's the place for the frameworks and what's and where do the hacks sit within that if that makes sense Mm, that's a very good question. I mean, I think it's 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 been a privilege, really, being in this field of PR comms and marketing for 20 years. It's it's an area that some of it's developed quite quickly and some of it is traditionally kind of like the same. So if you look at PR, for instance, there's only so many ways that you can do it. It's a very traditional field of marketing and it remains that way. 
Um, and some of the things that I teach, you know, the way that the funnel looks, the way that we do brand positioning, the way that we find our brand sweet spot, the way that we found our tone of voice, those are all very traditional, like nothing new under the sun, really. They're just being used in a different way in digital marketing. But one of the most exciting things, I think, is since the birth of social media, because let's just not forget, it hasn't been that long. It's been a hot minute. I mean, Instagram is 10, 10 years this year. It doesn't seem like 10 years. It's kind of gone gone quickly in my mind, but um, it's developing all the time. And the greatest thing about digital marketing is that the customer journey has changed. Not the core of it, but the way that we can follow the customer in the journey. So uh, PR has always been like an exercise of like looking at like how many eyeballs can we get on stuff but we're not necessarily always sure whereas in digital marketing we can know almost exactly how many eyeballs and not even that how many but kind of what are their interests what are their drivers what are their motivations and all of that stuff and that makes it incredibly exciting so I think that there is room for everything there is room for the traditional there is room for the digital and every single strategy that I create is always going to be bespoke. It's always going to be connected to the brand. It's always going to be connected to whoever is behind the brand as it is. Whereas all the hacks and all the tricks and all of that stuff, that is always connected to never to the why, but to the how. So I always teach like strategy is always connected to the why we do something and and tactics and hacks are always connected to the how we do something and that stuff you can try to keep on track of and that's important part of what I do you cannot be a strategist in social media and you know just talk in theory you have to be out there doing it as well uh, creating the content and understanding the impact that it has but you know that's a that's a changing landscape so it's a mix of, of very many things and I think that that's that's the exciting part of being in, in digital marketing today. I love that. And that's probably, I was reflecting with Becca actually a, um, a couple of weeks ago. That might be one of the reasons why I stuck with the field for so long. Obviously, it sounds like peanuts compared to 20 years, but still in the <laughs> last years, I've always been circling around it because I love the challenge of being able to adapt with it and almost the testing. And I love that you talked about something that I think, especially younger generation of marketers, hello, my friends, we take a bit you might take a bit for granted like the wealth of data and what you can actually learn about your customers your audience what they love even about 10 years ago when I started in some places like Facebook was still quite established the amount of data was minimal or actually very different and harder even still to navigate at the time and right now what we can actually access I think allows us to understand it so much better but I'm going to ask you a question now going back to the strategy what uh, what do you? Where do you think is the place for asking your audience, whichever way, what they want, what they need, and their interests? And where, how does it? How do you think it sits with also obviously figuring out for yourself? So obviously we're an investigator when it comes to understanding the data, but also I believe that we need to ask people what they want and start understanding exactly what their pain points are. So where do you think these two little bad boys live together and coexist within the strategy? I think that 
the thing is that it's so great for digital marketing that you don't have to choose. <laughs> you can test, you can measure, you can review, revise. I mean, that is the best thing in just optimizing your strategy as you go along. We used to have to do a lot, quite a lot of guesswork back in the day. So I'm quite, quite familiar with having to do a lot of guesswork. But let's go back to like the basics, the marketing research. That's what, you know, that's what you you use to find out as much as possible about your audience, get to know them and kind of narrow them them down in a way. And now we have so much more ways of asking people than we used to because we can communicate with them on social media platforms. We can create communities for them. We can use survey digital surveys. I mean, my gosh, you know, there's there's loads of ways uh, of finding out from their their own um, from the horse's mouth, and I think there's a real uh, there's a really interesting point there in that people do forget sometimes marketers do forget to listen to the audience, and it's I'm all about the conversation. Um, and somebody asked me the other day about what opinion I had of services that are automating social media, so taking away the whole. Um, kind of having to do engagement and, you know, outbound engagement and all of that stuff, you know, because that's a pain in the ass. I'm sorry, I might not be able to say that, but that's all right. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, it's a pain, right? Yes, it's a pain, but it's a part of social media. And, and what I think is that all the automation can have really have its place in a digital marketing strategy. It also is missing the point. And that's really back to basic. It is about human psychology. It is about human connection. We are humans and we're never going to connect in an automated way. We're never going to feel anything for a chatbot the way that we do for somebody who actually is a representative of the brand and helps us, understands us and delivers what we need. And I will never stop believing in that. So it's a really, really um, interesting point is that we we know and have so much data through social media, uh, through digital, through CRMs and all of that stuff that didn't exist. But what we always did and what we've gotten a little bit is ask your customers, ask the audience. You will find out things, even the most established brands find out new things about their core audience. So it has a real it has a real impact on the strategy, definitely. And it sits very nicely inside of my strategy framework, for sure. I love that. I mean, I'm going to say like queen preach because as soon as you said it was psychology, I was like, yes. And like, again, the whole tagline of what marketing school is, aside from a couple of extra elements, is, you know, bringing marketing to humans because that's what we are doing. And I appreciate that whether you're working uh, for like clients that are individuals, whether you're working for clients that are companies, whether you're working for one company, there can be a bit of a disconnect. And that may be kind of what I would love to hear from you from different perspectives of you worked in different areas between the conversation of, well, yeah, I understand that I have targets, I understand that I have things to reach, but I also need to make sure that I'm talking to people and that I'm understanding them and that I'm meeting their needs and then looking at the hard sale. I think sales and marketing are not the same. They work together and they coexist. And that's why I believe we should understand them better. But also think sometimes there's a lot of pressure for marketing to do things that maybe should be doing a bit less of. Am I making any sense? Or is mm-hmm. it me kind of seeing this as a conversation that I've had with people before? Well, it's kind of going back to, you, you know, the traditional stuff. So a lot of the things that we teach are going to be, you know, things that really haven't changed that much 
in 20 years. And one of the one of those things is like the know, like, and trust, like the basis of the customer journey. It will never change because that's the way that humans are in their psychology. We need to know something, we need to like it, and then we need to trust it, and then we will get to the conversion. And then and only then. Of course, that looks very different for different kinds of products, you know, lower ticket, higher ticket, um, and where they where they sit within the market. But the truth of it is the same. And it has to do with that human psychology. And um, yeah, I think it, it's, it's a mix of the two, really, of the, of the traditional and the kind of modern digital that we're talking about. I lost my train of thought a little bit there, but you'll bring, me, bring, it, bring it right back for me. There is no problem. Yeah, I was Sorry. going back to what you just mentioned there and just kind of almost kind of seeing whether there is still a bit of bias or misunderstanding of actually not what marketing should be about, but what marketing should also be focusing on, like sales, 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 conversions. Yeah. What are the other steps? What about the other elements of the known life? Yeah. And I want to see something that you also have experienced by talking to some people or some clients in the past. I mean, there's data, there's research. Um, there's a really famous big um, paper that's you know been true for many years, which shows that how do you weight the brand awareness to the actual conversion? Like, what do you do to the actual sale process, right? Because every client who comes to you is going to go whether they're whether you're in a business working for you know a big business or whether you're working for a smaller client, you know whatever your situation is. People are going to want to sell. People are going to want to make money because that's how they can keep doing what they're doing. So that's what people want to do. They want to sell. But we have to understand that we cannot push this. So this data shows that 60% of the effort should go into brand awareness. And, and the rest goes into like the hard, the hard sell. And we can talk about the hard sell, what kind of sell that is. But I think that's really interesting that 60% of, of your efforts go into just get letting people know who you are what you do or what you sell or what products you have and again that's back to the know like and trust because they you they have to go through those steps to be able to to uh, get to the point of conversion now having said that i am an, actually a little bit of a an instagram freak like i'm an instagram expert but i also like hang out on the platform far too much privately even though I do a lot in work and I do often fall for like paid paid advertising on Instagram so I will buy something from a place I have never literally heard of and I will buy something just because I think it's a great deal or something like that but when we look at higher priced tickets or items then you know you've got to you've got to have that journey there it's got to be there I was actually going to segue nicely, like I'm slightly straight into Instagram and you just served it to me. That's that's a great mind's work. Excellent. Because I was going to literally ask you about it. Obviously, I that's, that's kind of more what I've known you also for and what you share a lot about is obviously that journey that we're talking about and those steps through Instagram. And obviously, you mentioned that you enjoy in different ways. So I was kind of wondering if you were, what I see from Instagram, and that's from my perspective as well, is that if done correctly, you can easily tap into the different elements of the journey with your customer. And because of obviously the fact that the features are there, they also allow you to simplify conversion so much more than many other platforms. So I'm going to ask you a question that I think I know the answer for, but I think it's good to have the conversation. 
Would you say that brands could literally just focus on Instagram as their main social media platform and that would be enough? Would you say that is something that everybody can do? Or would you even say some people maybe don't need to be on Instagram or shouldn't necessarily be on Instagram and build their brand there? I'm going wild. I'm going left, right and center. I'm going controversial. I just want to see what you think about it because obviously there's a lot of pressure and people are trying to figure out if they should be putting all of their efforts there, some of or none of them. Mm. I'll check all of those boxes. Some people are doing great and they are making, they're creating communities, they are selling, they are really utilizing all the features on Instagram and they've got a complete strategy and they are acing it. But then there's also brands who, who really don't need to be there um, and shouldn't be there for that reason, where they can look at different kinds of, of digital marketing, such as you know, SEO or SEM, you know, if they're local, that kind of thing. It really depends. I mean, it's not a platform choice. Whatever it is, Instagram or or another needs to be a very uh, thought through strategic choice, because whatever social media platform you choose, be aware that this is not a quick fix. If it's organic, it's long term, it's going to take you time because Rome wasn't built in a day. And uh, the, the, the results can be fantastic, but only if you do it the right way. So a lot of people I see on Instagram, they are not doing it the right way and they get frustrated and that's, they're not succeeding and they can't understand, understand why um, or they've gone to an agency who's charged them incredible amounts of money to do just post and, and bolt and not doing engagement. And that is not how Instagram works. So. If you want to succeed on Instagram, if you want to be on the platform, that needs to be a conscious choice with with which is anchored in a, in a strategy that works for that platform. So every single strategy is bespoke not only to the brand, but to the platform as well. So the, to the platform choice. And the mistake that many businesses do is like spread themselves too thinly. So they're like, we want to be like everywhere. And when you start unpacking that, you realize that they don't understand what that means being everywhere. They don't understand that that means you know, hiring people or, you know, uh, having somebody freelance take care of it or whatever it may be in time and money that's going to cost them. So I think it's better to do one to two platforms really, really well, well, anchored in a really solid, good strategy for that platform than to try and be everything to everybody and be everywhere. And we know that that doesn't work. So it's about niching down. And I think this is going to be an excellent reminder because we do have quite a few founders as well and people that maybe are looking to, you know, direct and also kind of guide their marketing team and sometimes discuss with the people that they're working with. And again, I think it's repetition is the mother of skills. So we know that. I think a lot of people consciously know that, but it's just a great reminder that just because Clubhouse is out, it doesn't mean that everybody should necessarily invest a lot of time in it i i think us as marketers i'm putting both of us in the box but i like to experiment if something new comes and it's actually some traction i want to understand that it works and if it could be beneficial but i think there's a lot a lot of ease a lot very little ego for me to say this doesn't work for me or this is not where i should be and kind of let it go obviously comes from the analytical side of it you know i i'm, I'm interested in exploring uh, but I think it's a great reminder because a lot of us may fall into that trap of this is a new shiny thing. I should jump onto it as well, which can feel quite a lot of work. Now, I have a, your opinion or your kind of thing about Instagram. What would you say about 
obviously the fact that I understand why they're bringing out so many features and why there's so much variety in the platform and it's literally a one-stop shop, literally now. What would you say, how would you say we can find the balance between finding what works when it comes to the features and what to focus on without overwhelming ourselves or our audience has to go for the guide to look at the reel, to look at the shop, then to watch the carousel and everything else like that. Maybe for right now, because it might change, it's going to change. But for now, what, what have you found has worked? What have you found is the right balance, both from a creation perspective and a consumption perspective? Because I think it's key. I think one of the greatest mistakes that you can make is thinking you have to do all the things. You don't have to do all the things. You have to do the things that you choose to do in a strategic way and you have to like be consistent with that so the whole pointing thing you know with the reels it's like yeah I I bloom and hate it I think it's awful I don't like watching them I like yours because they're like you know sketches they're little skits they're kind of fun you know behind the scenes they're humorous but these kind of advice things when people are pointing it's not you know it's not my cup of tea and you don't have to do them and, um, you know, forcing yourself, particularly when I'm talking with small brands that I work with, forcing yourself to do something that you don't enjoy is not going to be sustainable. And you don't have to do all the things. You can grow grow anyway. Because, as you say, it will change. Reels is having real traction. It's had traction for about... I mean, it's little less than a year that Reels has actually been around. And it's had great traction. You know, but... I've kept growing during this time anyway. And the question is like, yeah, a lot of people grow from it, but do they grow their ideal followers? Or do they get exposure to different kinds of audience? Because there's a difference between a follower and a follower. You know, an audience full of people who are not going to buy from you and are not engaged in your content is, is not great anyway. So whatever, like I would say, like trying to find a balance in content creation and strategy for the different features is the key. So there's a type of type of different types of content that you can use for the grid. There's a different type of content you can use for the for reels. There's a different one for stories. It's a different audience that you communicate with on stories as well, because that's where your warm audience is. It has a limited reach. But that's where your super fans are. And then, you know, that's where you can convert or have, have, you know, relationships or, you know, talk to your, communicate with your audience. So there's like a time and a place for everything. And if you take Instagram seriously as a, as a marketer and as a social media expert, you would, you know, work the different features in different ways uh, for yourself or for a client. I love that you mentioned that because going back to the element of consumption, we did a survey, going back to market research, for Creative Impact, just checking in with people how the habits have changed because they have our audiences predominantly online. They're experts or creatives, so they are constantly looking at things. And what I found, which gels with what you mentioned about stories, is that I was expecting maybe Reels to be at the top and they are the second most uh, consumed, you can say, feature right now on Instagram. But the first one for our audience was stories. And that was kind of expected, but also slightly surprising because, again, I was expecting it almost to be a bit less. And obviously, it doesn't mean that uh, I had another chat with um, Chloe from Tailwind, which is one of the platforms we use. And she said, it's not like you're going to throw everything else out of the window. But it kind of, I think, puts that thing in perspective of actually understanding that because of so many things you can access, you know, are your audience's way of consuming content has changed? Uh, because there's so much and so many things and so many tabs that you can open, they're going to be a bit more mindful. And that's 
again, where this question kind of lays is where, if you could have a little like crystal, a cool crystal ball, like imagine as, as you wish, where would you see potentially things going? Let's say for the next six months to a year, when it comes to, let's not go with the features and stuff. Let's go maybe like with the consumptions and the way that people use Instagram. Would you see that changing? Would you see people getting a bit overwhelmed? Where do you think we're sitting when it comes to this? I think that the pandemic has had such a huge impact in our social media consumption. So social media has gone up an incredible amount, obviously, across platforms, and the usage is is at an all-time high. And obviously, that's different for different platforms. You've got Facebook, where the average is like around 20 minutes, LinkedIn, where it's around six, and then Instagram, where we're nudging on an hour on, on daily. Uh, for active users. So I think that that those kinds of levels as the world is hopefully knock on wood opening up are unsustainable in the long run. I think people are more discerning in terms of what content they consume, they are questioning more and I think that there is also a bright beautiful world out there now which we have been locked away from for quite a long time. So if your engagement or your reach goes down, don't necessarily just say oh my goodness it's my content and I have to adjust my content strategy uh, well it's also got to do with the fact that people have been let out of you know a world reaching pandemic let's not forget you know so there's a real world out there as well and I think you know these are not negatives I just think they're they're healthy things and I think that we all need to to check ourselves every now and then. I'm a big advocate for taking a break from social media as well and curating your feed and not um, allowing yourself really to fall into the trap of consuming content that isn't really giving you anything. So I think, I hope more and more people are are going that way. And obviously iOS 14 and the whole sort of Apple Facebook war will also affect the future, uh, particularly on the paid side. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing either because we're all going to get tracked. We know that. It's just a, a fact of living in the world that we live in. The question is, do you want ads that are for you or do you want ads which are for like beard oil? I know for me, I would rather take like nice shoes, you know, just me. So I don't I don't mind it so much. But I think all of these things are important. And I think this has all got to do with kind of like we're only 10 years in, in social media, you know, we are still learning, we're still understanding and back to the human psychology as well. So although social media and all of us that work in this field have a great responsibility as individuals, what we do as, as well. So I hope and predict that we will move into more healthy behaviors on social media, higher quality rather than high quantity, curating our feeds, do what feels good and take breaks. I love that. And I think that creates that sustainable, uh, the sustainable practice. And obviously, because I'm just going to add one more thing, because I've been working really hard, just trying to build the best curriculum ever for the for the school obviously for the certification now I'm giving a bit more hints about what's happening by the time you're listening things are going to heat up what also was really clear is that just again to give people some context especially if you are in the field you want to get further in the field social media is what everybody wants to learn about but then when you ask about the gaps of knowledge it was really fascinating you know people that have some level of experience there's a whole other world of different things that you can do within marketing that are not that are really unclear or that people don't know how to do or that people don't know really how it can work. So I think 
it's just a great reminder that social is a great tool and a great asset and the platforms are great tools themselves. But being able to understand the strategy, going back to the human psychology, going back to understand how the whole digital marketing space can work together from the content to the communication to the paid ads, which is obviously something that you also know a lot about. And even understanding, you mentioned Google, like understanding how people find you online. It's, it's all a key element. And because of that, people are going to be uh, getting information, consuming information. Yeah. And so it's like, how can you balance? That's such a good point. And I think if I was a young, yeah, I think it's a fantastic point. And if I was a young marketeer today, that's what I would aim to learn, to understand the whole digital landscape. Because let's not forget, social media is only a part of it. And from a business perspective, it's like, it's a channel that you don't own. You know, it's a channel that, you know, potentially could be taken away from you at any given moment. So what do you do as well? Well, you don't put all of your eggs in one basket. You grow your community. You grow your list. You work with a good, solid strategy for email marketing. You build relationships with your clients so that they can find you on all these different places. And I think that that is, that is the part that that is when digital really becomes into its full strength it's when we utilize all the different parts of it i love it now we could do it for hours but we, we don't could have yeah we could <laughs> <laughs> and you lovely listener don't have hours today so what i'll do i'll ask jess to tell us where we can find out more about you the best places and what you're up to right now and then we shall love us and leave us to the rest of our great day Absolutely. So my website is rock-social.com. You'll find info on me. You'll find links to my socials. I'm really active on Instagram and I love talking to people on the platform. So come find me there. It's at rocksocial underscore. And what am I up to at the moment? Well, serving clients, teaching and coaching and all of that stuff. But I've also put down pretty much everything I know (laughs) into a course called Build Your Brand on Instagram. And it's mainly directed at uh, people who want to succeed on the platform and use a strategic way to do it. So it's got my strategy framework in it. Uh, But it's also for people who want to upskill. So if you want to learn more about Instagram, you want to understand the platform inside out as it is today. The course is constantly updated as well as, you know, the world is. it, It could be for you as well. So check it out. Thank you so, so much again. Thank you for being with us. And thank you for being one of our lovely teachers. Yes, see you in Alt Marketing School. I can't wait. Thank you so much for listening. Head to altmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.